everybody to the latest episode of In the Flat Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill, joined as always by Jess and Jordan. This is now our season finale. Tears flowing for the college football season. What a season it was. Um, as a Notre Dame fan, I, I, it was a little bitter. I don't, it was a terrible ending. I was just, just not to anyone. It's like a movie that I want my money back, you know, kind of thing. So, Michigan. <clears throat> Got to give a little bit of credit to them. No, they they end up winning the championship. They beat uh, Washington thirty four to thirteen in the in the title game. They um, you know they came out, played a good defensive game. They ran the ball down the throat of Washington. Washington could not stop the run, giving up three hundred three yards of rushing. So um, good performance by Michigan. You just hate that they were basically blamed and caught cheating for half the year and. Nothing happened. They just their coach got suspended for three games, and here they are. They won the national championship. So, who knows what information they got throughout the whole season that they were able to use or not? Who knows how many of those games would they win that they may have lost if they didn't cheat? Who knows all that? So, it's just kind of a weird bitter taste in your mouth at the end of the season. But, yeah, congrats, to Michigan fans. I'm sure we'll be hearing from you guys for the next 20 years because of this championship. So, um, get the Good to, you know, good on to you guys for, for winning this one. But first, let's take a step back quickly to talk about, because we didn't get the chance to meet last week, but um, the recap of the playoffs. So we started off with Michigan, Alabama. Michigan in overtime won 27 to 20. Alabama, they um, they had their chances. They they were able to run the ball against Michigan, 172 yards. Jalen Moreau did a pr- decent job, but I think the, the story of that game was they could not snap the ball to the quarterback, and it kept biting them on the butt all, all game long. Now that center has transferred. He's at Ohio State. Um, mm. And who knows what next year is going to hold for Alabama. Their defense will be good. We don't, I think they got to get that offense worked out. Um, and then the other side, we had Washington beating Texas in a, in a thriller, 37-31. Uh, this was definitely out of the two games. This is one that Michael Penix will remember. He'll forget about the championship game. But he threw 100, 430 yards against Texas, uh, really put up some monster numbers. They were able to run the ball. I do wonder, you know, for Dale Johnson, the running back from Washington, got hurt in this game at the end. If that actually cost uh, Washington, you know, in the national championship game, because though he was able to run, you could tell he wasn't he wasn't himself. So, um, of course, that led us to last night, where when Washington really tried to fight back in it, kept got it to within seven at halftime, but really threw an interception to start, and really could never catch back up. And and Michigan, you know, with multiple long runs. Uh, wore down the Washington defense and was able to win this one, as I mentioned before, 34-13. Um, Jim Harbaugh is calling J.J. McCarthy the greatest quarterback in Michigan in college football history. He only threw for 140 yards in this game. I don't know if anybody noticed that. He just didn't have to do anything. They were able to run the ball. Uh, Blake Corum. I, I'll remember anything from this team is Blake Corum had back-to-back monster seasons. He, I don't think he got enough credit for that. Had a couple touchdowns. 134 yards. Um, they were just able to dominate this game. So, guys, Michigan is the champion. What do you say? Jordan, you're there in, in Michigan. Oh, yeah. How, how are we feeling out there? How's the house? Um, the, how's, it's, how's it's, in, it's crazy. Um, Ann Arbor was insane, I guess. Um, a lot of fires, I, I, I heard. Um, everything. Just before I forget, uh, Blake Corum is the only quarter or running back in what the 2000s. To score a touchdown, a rushing touchdown in every game of the season, fifteen oh. games. Jeez. The only other quarterback, the only running back to do that, Derrick Henry. <laughs> Pretty so, good. Keep an eye on him in the NFL. He, I'm glad he came back. You know, 
Um, but Tony, no. you seem a little bitter about something. He's bitter about everything. <laughs> this whole this whole situation I'm bitter about. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad not to talk about Michigan for all these few warm ups. So. so, but now the Alabama Michigan game. Alabama had that game in their palm of their hand. Um, you know, it, it, they just – I don't know how they didn't finish. All the bad – They still have a quarterback. Punts, everything. My biggest question is where – like, why would you – to end the game, a QB sneak, fourth and two or whatever. So I actually heard some people speculating – that based on what one of the wide receivers did, it was actually meant to be an RPO bubble screen. But once again, the Alabama center botched the snap. Uh, so Milrow decided, like, I don't have time to throw the screen. I just have to go. And obviously Michigan was just right but, there. But, okay, but you know you're not going to make it. Why didn't you just throw the screen? Uh, because I guess that just didn't cross his well, mind, or he. I, I, I will tell like... you why he didn't throw the screen because he only threw for 116 yards of that game. He, I don't think he was capable of, of comfortable enough to throw it. So. No. Yes. Um, you're not wrong, and I think Alabama needs to get a quarterback, or they ain't gonna. I... And Jalen Mar- Mar- is coming back next year. If I was him, I, I would probably think about transferring because he's going to get benched at some point next year. And yeah. You can't blame the center on his issues next year because the center's gone. You could. So. Always. Didn't the center transfer to what was Ohio, it? State. Ohio State? Yeah. You could always blame the center. You could. Though. I mean, for that game, yeah. No, every game. <laughs> oh, but, I just, um... He was really hit or miss. Jalen Murrow has some really good games where he just made some incredible plays, but – um, but he, um, but they did it. Um, he just didn't, wasn't able to maintain that throughout the year. His consistency just wasn't there. Yeah. That's the, and that's the biggest thing. He just looked, he didn't look like an Alabama quarterback that we know. Um, consistent. They're going from Bryce young to Jalen Milrow. And you all saw Jalen Milrow last they year. They went from Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones to Bryce Young and out of Jalen Milrow. Alabama had a decent stretch there of quarterbacks. They did. And now they have him. <laughs> Honestly, like I, Alabama this year was weird because their coaching staff is probably the weakest it's ever been. The spread of talent in college football was as weird as it have, uh, is as kind of spread out as it's been in you know recent years, and now that's why you see like teams like Michigan and Washington, you know, really able to compete. You know, this year there was no Georgia super team, Alabama super team. We had no 2019 LSU, so you really got to see teams that weren't these phenomenal beasts. But, you know, they're just really solid, very good teams, and that made things a bit more even. I mean, Washington still had a chance in that game if Penix was able to hit these guys when they were wide open or if they had, if he had a bit more time for longer developing routes. Or, you know, sometimes it was just the receivers just, just couldn't hold on even though you'd expect them to be able to. So, you know, 
I feel like this game was a bit closer than the score would indicate, but at the same time, it never truly felt like Washington was really in the in the game. I don't, you know, it's weird to phrase it like that. I don't know if you guys kind of get what I'm saying here, but it, it, this yeah. Alabama, Michigan, Michigan controlled the game from start to finish, but Washington had a chance, especially at halftime. Oh um, yeah, like if Michael Penix didn't throw the interception oh, to man. start I the really half. I really thought they were going to drive down there, score a touchdown. This was going to be a really good game, but. Yeah. He should have ate the sack, but he tried to make a play. I don't think he tried to make. I think he tried to throw the ball away, but he got rolled up on. So, like, if you want, he was trying to throw the ball away, but he got hit right when he threw the ball, and it made it not go where he wanted it to. Hey, uh, good ups on the the corner that catch that ball, though. Yeah, no. Most no. receivers can't even do that. So, I, I I'm sure you guys have heard this story i don't know how many listeners have but you know this the week leading up to the game i heard the story nonstop about how in 2020 the pandemic year uh harbaugh reached out to his brother the baltimore ravens coach and was like look i need to beat ohio state give me two of your defensive coordinators or give me a defensive coordinator uh John Harbaugh gave him two to interview. Jim Harbaugh picked one. And then that guy integrated this defensive scheme that now everybody in college football apparently is like trying to copy uh, where it's like, you just have so many hybrid, you know, linebacker DBs, you, uh, you know, you have run stuffers up the middle and, you know, pass rushers on the edge. And then you got all these hybrid guys behind them. It's, I imagine that's a very simplified way of what the scheme actually is. And so essentially they construct this, this Michigan team is constructed to beat the Ohio state teams of the past few years with like CJ Stroud, you know, and just all of the wide receivers. And so when they matched up with Washington, they could not have gotten a better matchup because this Washington team is a really good quarterback a three deep NFL level wide receiving core, decent on the offensive line, except poss- except you know that's where all the focus is in a weak defense. So Michigan could do essentially whatever they wanted on offense, and their defense was perfectly constructed to handle Washington's offense. So it to me like Washington was probably praying they got Bama, like because. Bama isn't constructed this way, the way that Michigan's defense is. So when you you have these kinds of matchup matchups, Washington, I mean, it, it just like you said, Jordan, Michigan had this game under control from the kickoff. Like it, they were able to make some make it interesting in the middle there, but they never really had a shot. Nope. Overall, yeah, good performance. I agree. If you're boy, they they really. They built their team to beat those teams. I, I do wonder, like, what that Georgia matchup would have looked like. Um, we'll never know. Um, but hey, Georgia lost Alabama, who, you know, so I mean, they, they took it out themselves. So, so, um, you know, but glad you're... I to throw this out there, I don't know if, uh, I know not anyone, anyone really probably follows the FCS. Um, the FCS championship game was Sunday, just South Dakota State, right? South Dakota State Montana. versus Montana. <clears throat> The first two drives of the game took up the first quarter. Really? The 
so South Dakota State had a six minute and 52 second um, 11 play drive. And Montana had a, a 15 play, eight minute and 14 second drive. Oh. I thought I'd put that out there. Uh, we can go back. Well, I mean, it sounds like a boring game to be totally fully honest with you. Yes, yes. That's why I'm throwing it out there, right? <laughs> uh, so you're saying it's not the only bad championship game that was um, – No, no. Yeah, see? Game. Yeah, see. I'll did you see. I, I got you. Did you see that it was raining in the dome? I did. I just said I saw there was like tornadoes nearby, so I was wondering if that was – you know, God tried to step in and help. Oh, he could get there, so – I, but I, I definitely one thing like you know to say about these games is like this was probably the best one of the better college football playoff game see uh you know just anything you know all four games that we've had in the last you know two or three i mean last year the college football you know the playoff games are good the national championship game sucked but like this year all of it was good there was a chance for every team to win um I, I think we had the four best teams, you know, in a sense, to play. So, yeah. Um, I mean, the semifinals yeah. were great. I, I think that was the thing, you know. We got two great semifinal games again, and the championship game wasn't as great. I don't know what's the best form. Will we ever get it to where both semifinals are great and the championship game is great? But we're, go- we're going past that now. We're We're on that. Well, yeah. I know, but eventually it's going to get to the Final Four still, and then you could have those opportunities. I think we're going to have a lot of great games next year in the in the 12-team playoff, especially those that I just imagine, like, Notre Dame, Michigan, uh, you know, um, Ohio State hosting home playoff games in the snow is what I imagine. That's uh, what that's what's going to be the best. Yeah, so. Ohio I State, hope, hope it doesn't snow that much teams. there, yeah, does, does it? it? But no. Notre Dame and Michigan will have some snow, I'm sure. Oh, Notre Dame? Gets a lot of snow. Yep. So we'll be hopefully beating up on some t- teams next year. So, all right. Speaking of next year, let's dive into that a little bit. Um, there's been a lot of um, top 25, you know, predictions for next year. Uh, we'll start with, we'll just go with Stuart Mandel's, um, you know, off the athletic. I think that's a good one to start. A lot of conversation on that Twitter today. Um, of course, he has Georgia number one. Nobody can go away from Georgia being number one, I guess, but. I have a little, you know, concern. Can, I mean, they, they did lose to Alabama. They didn't really play anybody last year. They go into this next season playing a lot of teams, you know, a lot of good – good. they play Alabama in the regular season next year. So they. I don't think it's a it's a guarantee they're going to be number one. I mean, they'll, prob, they'll probably make the playoff, but I don't think it's a guarantee they're going to even be unscathed. The new conference alignments, you play a lot – especially SEC Big Ten are going to play a lot of tough games now. So I'm interested to see what that happens with the, with those teams. Um he has Alabama number two. I don't agree with that at all. Um, I just I think they've had a lot of depth transfers. Um, their defense, you know, some of the young guys will get older, but they do lose some of the defensive players like a Dallas Turner, uh, you know, uh, Chris Braswell and Kool Aid McKistry. Oh, they I, they can't get better. I think they might stay the same, or they might, you know, get a little worse. But I don't think they'll be better. So you got to hope they have a quarterback. Or I just don't see Alabama can be number two. Oregon number three is just insane to me. I, I they could have beat Washington twice. The, the most talented team they played was Washington. They lost them twice. Yeah, they get a lot of transfers. They get a lot of great recruits, but I don't think they showed me that they could beat a great team yet. So that's from my perspective. Then they wrap up the top five of Ohio State. I uh, I guess Will Howard and they Quishon Junkins from Ole Miss. 
Um, but they have a tough schedule next year too. But I mean, then their defense probably take a little bit of a step back. You got to hope your offense will step up. Marvin Harrison Jr. is leaving. I, want, I do wonder if, um, you know, if they if they lose their running backs or not with um, Junkins coming in. Then he wraps it up with the top ten with Texas, Michigan, Washington, Ole Miss, and their name in Clemson. So, Jess, love your perspective on that. Any you know anything stand out to you on his top ten here that um, that you agree or disagree with? Um, kind of going into next season. So I actually like Oregon at three. Um, they're having a they had a very strong recruiting class, number six in the country. Uh, I am expecting some good things out of Dylan Gabriel. Um, I think Alabama should be a little lower. Um, you know, losing Dallas Turner, J.C. Latham, Cloyd uh, McKinstry, uh, Taryn Arnold, you know, uh, Chris Brazewell, Jermaine Burden even, you know. But, I mean, it's Alabama. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, earlier about, you know, our concerns with their quarterback. You know, they but my main concern with Alabama is how are they going to fill out that coaching staff? Yeah. Ohio state. I have some questions about, uh, I mean, they have like two of the best wide receivers in the country coming in and, you know, they just, they, there's all the question about who's wide receiver you right now. It looks like it might just be Ohio state. Uh, I think in fact, the, yes, uh, Jeremiah Smith, according to 24 seven, the number one wide receiver in the country, is going to Ohio State, and he's also just the number one overall prospect this year. Prospect, recruit, whatever. Um, Texas, you know, I'm looking at some other top 25s. Texas I see as high as two. They're going to be interesting. Another team with a strong recruiting class. Uh, You know, how much do you expect from, you know, just true freshmen right out the gate? Uh, But you know, for a team like Texas, I think the big question is going to be, um, you know, who's declaring for the draft, who is going to leave, because their quarterback uh, might be coming back. Has he? Yeah, he's coming uh, back. Uh, sure. Quinn, well, well, I guess it's not guaranteed, but I think he kind of let it out there that he probably is coming back. But yeah, I did see so, Ad Mitchell and Xavier Worthy are probably going to. Uh, they're there, they're so. gone. Yeah. Uh, so so is their running back Jonathan uh, Brooks. Uh, so is their tight end, Jatavion Sanders, and so are their two defensive tackles, Defon- uh, Sweat and Murphy, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But then they're bringing in, you know, uh, one of the top wide receivers. They're bringing in a top uh, linebacker, a uh, couple big offensive linemen. You know, for, for schools like this, you just expect them to kind of reload rather than rebuild. But... Uh, I, th- I, yeah, of the controversial potential, I like Oregon being that high. But the rest of it, Alabama, Ohio State, you know, again, like we said earlier, I don't think we're going to get many of these like super team, you know, generational kind of teams anymore. I think there's going to be a lot of transferring. There's going to be a lot of more spread out recruits. So, you know, everything we're saying here is kind of meaningless this early. What are you, Jordan? What do you, what do you see in there? Um, <clears throat> the biggest thing is Ohio State, man. I, I don't think going from Common Cord to Will Howard is going to change anything. I, I just don't. I don't know why everybody's so. I, you know, Will Howard is a great. You know, he's a great quarterback, but 
he also played events Big 12 schools where we saw last year what a Big 12 school does events a good school. Um, and so I, I just don't know if that's a good replacement, a good um, – a lot of things, I guess. Um, but we'll see. I, I definitely think right now, I mean, Georgia – uh, who else would be number one? That's the thing. I, uh, who are you going to put? Yeah. Georgia's, uh, Georgia's. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I guess you would. I would have put Alabama. Well, I mean, you could put Alabama over They beat Georgia. Yeah, but Alabama also has Jalen Milrow. And just so everybody knows, and they're not looking at it, um, he, uh, uh, Stuart Mendels did put uh, star quarterback Jalen Milrow. Um, I, <laughs> um, just because he has a C on his jersey doesn't mean he's a star, right? <laughs> but he's a, he uh, could be a star running back. I really don't think he's he should be he a needs slot more receiver. To, I mean, maybe he's he's like a Jalen Hurts that goes to get some development in Oklahoma, and then you know, I'm not saying he's going to come. I'm saying like like a Lincoln Raleigh, and then he maybe he can turn into something. But right now, he's not getting the right development. I don't think Tommy Reese can provide that to him. So yeah, but um. I mean, two with Alabama confuses me. I like three Oregon. I think what they're doing there, I think Dylan Gabriel's going to be a more dynamic quarterback than Bo Nix. And they'll have a better season offensively because they'll have a more dynamic quarterback. Um, and Dan Lanning's defenses are always pretty, pretty elite. So I'm good with Oregon. Like I said, four Ohio State kind of. I don't know. I, I I don't know how I feel about the Will Howard thing, and they're losing players. They're gaining. Ex- I I'm I'm surprised on his transfer portal ranking. Like in uh, two four seven, he's ranked twenty seventh. Um, like he's above like um, like a Riley Leonard, for example. He's above Notre Dame's transfer. It's interesting because he was pushed out of Kansas State because he was losing the starting job um, to the freshman, um, and there was other teams that looked at him and, and passed on him. So I really don't understand like how one, how they get the rankings and how they, I think he's, he's a little elevated column McCord. With, I say he's like just about column McCord's level, but he's a little more mobile column McCord. We'll call him that. Yeah. Um, and he has more good. experience. Yeah. More experience. He's more mobile, but I, you need a dynamic player back there. I just don't think he's him. So um, I don't think it's going to help you be Michigan next year so unless Michigan just falls apart because Harbaugh leaves so but um Texas at five I'm oh that's fine with me I feel I think they kept it good close in their playoff game um I I think I don't know if I I'm really sold on Quinn you Quinn Ewers anymore in a sense I thought coming back this year he's gonna be elite I, I just I don't know how about that he's gonna get hurt He's gotten hurt two seasons in a row. Then you get Manning. And you, I don't know how I feel about Arch. Um, we I, we barely saw him. He does. But other than that, I, I think the rest are pretty good. I think where Michigan at six, I think there's so much like uncertainty on that. Uncertainty. Right a lot yeah. of uncertainty. Quarterback, running backs, O line, head coach. Yeah. And we're all we're all here right now, knowing that Jim Harbaugh is not going back to Michigan. 
one thing I will give Michigan a lot of credit for is their a lot of their their star players were three star type players, and they developed them really well. Um, and so, you know, they'll they'll continue to do that. I think they'll have some good depth players that can come in and play. Now, if they lose JJ McCarty, the head coach, and everything, they're going to take a step back, obviously. But um, yeah, they have a lot of good pieces there. So if the right, like I think JJ McCarty will come back. If he does come back, then it'd be smart. It'd be yeah, because I don't think he, with this draft class, he's not going to be drafted high. Yeah, those so draft classes too. Might as well go back to Michigan, get some money, and then play it every year. You know. Yeah, no, I, but there. Yeah, like you said, there's too much uncertainty around Michigan right now. Um, <clears throat> but the good thing for Michigan is, I don't no scholarship athlete player on their team transferred into the transfer portal. So, well, Eddie, they have five more days. They have five more days to do it. So, um, expected watch, expected key losses for Michigan. Watch Jim Harbaugh wait five days. Tell his players he's staying and then leave. Well, <laughs> the transfer portal does open up if, if a coach leaves, too. There's so. a certain oh, word for a move right. like that, a certain phrase. Oh, Brian Kelly. Is. Yep. Oh, well, that's not exactly <laughs> where I was going. But, yeah, so Michigan is expected to lose J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Ladarius Henderson, Trevor Keegan, Zach Zinter, Drake Nugent, Roman Wilson, Michael Barrett, and Mike Saint-Tracil. Uh, those are their expected key losses, according to ESPN. So that's like I don't think JJ McCarthy's going. Their no. offense. I really don't think JJ McCarthy's going, and I think Donovan Edwards may come back, but I, I don't know. I, I would if I was him, because then you're going to be the first string quarterback or running back, and get more reps. Yeah, show um, yourself off a little more to the NFL. Get a higher draft pick. So. I definitely forgot Washington got Will Rogers. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think Will Rogers is going to put a four thousand. He reminds me a lot of Michael Penix, where they're very inconsistent at other colleges, and we'll see if they can bring him well, up to speed. You know? No, I think Will Rogers puts up numbers on an offense that he can put up numbers with. He had a really bad season this year because the new head coach changed the whole offensive scheme. Do you think he's like a Sam Hartman, Dan? Because I, I kind of thought of him as a Sam Hartman where he was in a unique offense, put up a lot of numbers. He went to Notre Dame, and then they put him in an actual offense, and he really struggled. So I do wonder, I, like, I, yeah, Rodgers is Because Mike Leach had that weird, weird offense. Not weird, but, like, you know, he had that different offense, and it switched. they switched up gears when the new head coach came, and Will Rogers could not adjust. So yeah. I think Washington kind of runs a similar offense to what he would be used to. So maybe that might help him. But the top 10, other than Clemson, I don't know why they're there. Um, <laughs> I, the ACC, so. I don't know why Cade is even. Hey, I liked him in a bowl game. He's played pretty well. Hey, man. You know, they won five games in a row in the season too. So. And yeah. But I don't know. I still still have a question marks. But other than that, I, it's too early. So, <laughs> yeah, Ole Miss. I feel Ole Miss might be pretty good next year. They got a lot coming back, and they have a lot in the transfer portal that are coming. So, if they uh, weren't losing their running back, I'd feel a bit better. I actually feel like that was a mutual thing because, from what I've read, is he was a very bad locker room person, and he caused a lot of issues with the offense. Well, so. yeah. I mean, uh, so apparently, when he listed. The um, the teams he was uh, willing to play for, it was just like the top six uh, who have the most money to spend. Like he doesn't, 
he didn't yeah. care really about you know scheme fit or anything like that you know about not like oh where are some of my friends going or none like that just who wants to pay me the most and i i just really think he's gonna be a bad locker room guy i i wonder how that's gonna i mean i know ohio state's got a pretty good veteran team so maybe they just kind of rein that in but i do wonder if ohio state's trying to swing for defenses here to be michigan if it's gonna bite him in the butt and put him back a little bit you know, has he officially declared he's going to Ohio State? Yeah, he committed maybe. last night during the championship oh. game. But I get no, I, I get that. I mean, you now you just you're going three years in a row for losing your your Super Bowl, and your locker room is going to bring a guy in that's not great. For and you have a veteran guys, but you also have a team that's on the verge of a head coach that's on the verge of getting fired. Yeah, I just, I mean, I know they're swinging for defenses and they're, they're firing coaches right now. I think they're fired their safety coach. I think there's rumors they're going to fire a running back coach and they're going to hire a new offensive coordinator that will actually call plays. Now, if he's doing all that, he's really trying to change because uh, I don't think he can run it. He, he can't call the plays anymore. Ryan Dick can't do it. Even though he was the offensive coordinator, he was calling the plays. He just, and it's not working. So they need somebody to come in and just take the tra- reins over. And it can't be like a Clemson situation where you spend like all this time bringing this person over, and then you they have to call your plays. No, you need to, they need to call or, their own plays, you know. Or a Texas A&M situation where you didn't want to give up the plays, and then you give up the plays, and you still suck. Yeah, it's just too late. Um, all right. Um, question for you guys: Looking at this list, thinking about next year. Who are you? Who are your top two teams um, that you see? Doesn't need to be playing together in the championship game, but like, who who has the two best teams that have the best shot to win the title next year? So, um, while you guys are thinking about that, I'll um, I'll go first. I'll start with even though I I, I have my doubts about it, I'll go with Georgia because I just don't see another. I don't trust Alabama. I don't trust Oregon. I I'm unsure how Ohio State's going to be. I I don't I don't I think Texas is going to take a step back. We don't know about Michigan. I don't I think Washington is taking a step back. I, even though Ole Miss will be approved, I don't think they're going to do it. I'm just not going to mention Notre Dame because my bias will come out. Um, <laughs> so outside of outside of Georgia, I just don't like a team is not jumping out at me that could be another team that could win it. So I mean, I guess if I had to say it would probably be Alabama or Ohio State just because. Eventually, you know, Ohio State's ever going to be really good next year or really bad. So if they're really good, they have a chance to, to win the title and they play a couple home games that, in the cold that might, you know, sway things their favor. What, what, what are you thinking, Jordan? Oh, man. So I'm thinking Georgia as well. I, I just think, like, yeah, they lost and they had a really down, a weird season, but we're going to have another season with Kate, not Kate, um, <laughs> Carson Beck. Came chats from there, I guess. Carson Carson Beck, <laughs> under center. It's it's Georgia. They're just gonna reload anything that they lose, and all the. I just think Georgia is, is still that top team, um, and I think they're gonna want to prove it more this year, because everybody was so down on them with a lot of stuff last year. Yeah. Um, my other team, I definitely Oregon. Uh, you guys I get like out of here. Oregon takes guys. I like. Oregon. I'm gonna write this down for next year because this, this, is, I just don't see it happening. I like Oregon. I, I like what they're bringing in. I think, like I said, better quarterback than Bo Nix this year. Oh no, 
though. Yeah, yeah. Dylan, he'll be he'll be hurt at least three games next year. No, it's fine. But uh, <laughs> give me Oregon. Um, we know Jess is going to say uh, USC, but they're not in the top twenty-five. Jess, are they? I'm are... not going to say USC. Oh, because Caleb Williams is not there. I'm sorry. <sighs> ay, 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 ay. Yeah, Rutgers so, is not on the list either. So. Yeah, don't pick no, Rutgers. I'm not picking Rutgers. I'm not pissing, picking ECU. I'm not... me off. <laughs> ay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like you guys, I'm gonna have to go Georgia. I feel like they're gonna just. I mean, it's so hard to say because, like, as Tony said earlier, like if if Ohio State gets their quarterback situation figured out, I have enough faith in their wide receiving depth to just, you know, obviously it's gonna be hard. To replace a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., but if there's anybody that can do it, it's Ohio State. That being said, I think I'm going to go Georgia, and I think I'm going to go – I'm picking between Ohio State and Oregon. You can't – so Ohio State. You can't – no, wait, wait. you got to pick someone else. The, the the issue is like I'm trying to find what is Oregon's Big Ten schedule. They play Michigan what... at Michigan. That's a loss. Is it? When are they play in Michigan at Michigan. Why is it a loss? When are they playing though? If Michigan gets a lot of, like gets enough of their pieces back, you know. Um. Tomorrow, uh, they're playing Michigan on November. Oh, they're they're losing that game. This gonna be cold. They're not it's, gonna be no. It's yeah. it's not cold here. It'll be cold. In they're the playing at UCLA, home versus Michigan State, home for Ohio State, at Purdue, home for Illinois, at Michigan. Ooh, Cap Randall in November sixteenth. Home Mar- home against Maryland at Wisconsin. Home versus Washington. Like, their schedule is going to be brutal. Like, the Big Ten next year for all of the top teams, I feel like, is going to be just so much harder than it's ever been. They got Boise State in week two. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, Malachi Nelson, the former number one uh, player, I think it was 2021 class, who is who is a backup um, at USC at quarterback. He transferred to Boise State, and so that might be a little tricky contest, um, even though it's at Oregon, the, the second game of the season. Then they go right after that to Corvallis to play Oregon State early. So that even that early say, even though it, those would be kind of down programs, that might give a little bit of a tricky contest. So they slip on, honestly, in my head, it's it's between Oregon or Ohio State. Ohio State, out of you know Michigan, Oregon, Washington, um, they have the easiest schedule. Big Ten they schedule. do have an easy schedule, don't they? Like their Big Ten schedule is Michigan State, Iowa, Oregon, Nebraska, Penn State, Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, and Michigan. Jesus. How do you get that? That's it. How do you get that schedule when you have four powers? You only have to play two, uh, I guess, Oregon and Michigan. If, I guess. if Michigan somehow Penn gets State. through their schedule unscathed, they're going to win the national championship. They here. do play Penn State and Penn State, though. I mean, that's. I mean, who's their quarterback? At Penn State, no, never tended, never tended to Penn State year, but that Penn State might lose another because they play in Oregon, Washington. So. Oh yeah, or USC, and usually I don't know. Let's just uh, throw out a random name: Purdue. They're getting in that bad boy. No, no, they're not. Um, and yeah, I Purdue. So I, I can think, tell you they're not doing it. So I think I'm going to go Ohio State, just because 
it seems like they might have a bit of an easier schedule than Oregon because that that is insane what Oregon is going to be going through. And I just yeah. I I can't ever predict true truly undefeated when you're going through a gauntlet like that. Like I I tried with USC because I thought they had a generational quarterback, but I mean even with a better team, you know, it's just. I mean, Michigan. Uh, Michigan's schedule is tough too. They got USC. They got Washington, Oregon, Ohio State. You know, four teams that are in the top twenty-five ending the season this year. So now, Chess, how about them Rutgers? You think they got a chance? Sadly, no. Dude, hey, um, wait, wait. They don't play. Per, they don't play Ohio State or Michigan this year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they do play Oregon, I believe. No, they play Washington and USC. Washington, Washington and USC. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's two losses right there. So, oh, and UCLA, they play UCLA. Maybe we could hang with UCLA, but I doubt it. They play away for USC. Uh huh. Across the whole country. <laughs> it's it's going to be something. On a bus. Rutgers, oh, doesn't, yeah. have the mo- Rutgers doesn't have the money oh, for play. Oh, okay. Now, now, now <laughs> you're, now you're, you're trying gonna, to start. Actually, actually, should, maybe we should start a GoFundMe for Rutgers. Actually, they're going to they're gonna do, oh. do my train. They're going <laughs> to take the train. Take about five days, but they'll get there. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, are, y'all are clowns today, huh? Actually, just they're not the bar of your car. They're gonna take two, four players there first, and then they're gonna drive back at the other four and just go hey, back. They're and willing forth. to pay me. Nope, nope. <laughs> I could use the money. They could as well. If they, if so. they were to do that, maybe I'd be able to get some of them on the. Well, pod. It, you know, five dollars. Hey, Kyle Manunga, you wanna you wanna hop on the podcast real quick? They'll they'll pay you five dollars. Yeah, you can't even afford a plane. That's a good that's a good podcast that's series. Good. Rutgers. And you just talk to the guys as you guys are traveling across the country. So. Because they, they don't they got no plane. Awesome YouTube series. Yeah, there you go. But they would hey, give you like copy, the copyrighted. Just, just they'll give you like the backup kicker because they don't want to talk to you. For the record, I am worth at least the starting punter. <laughs> the ba- the the backup long snapper. <laughs> Damn. Well, you could, Alabama could have used you. So. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for this week, guys. We um, wait for the college football playoff. There will be no college football games for a while till the till the spring games come out in April. Um, and maybe we'll try to make another Notre Dame spring game if it doesn't downpour and um, snow ice on us the whole time. Um, <laughs> but uh, this will be our season finale of the podcast. We will take a little bit of time off. We're going to try to... Um, you know, come back with a little um, different format of this podcast. Um, make you know, try to integrate some more guests. Um, hear from you guys a little more. Um, so we'll be doing some d- cool, fun things. In the meantime, if there's some really big news that breaks, we'll try to jump on here and talk about it. Uh, but we plan to come back here for the 2024 season with uh, kind of a new approach to the podcast and uh, maybe some new ways to reach us. So um, we'll keep you guys posted on that and um, look forward to hearing from you guys in the future. As always, though, if you guys have anything, reach out to us in the Flat Pod or on our website in the Flat Podcast.com. We'll be free to jump on any other podcasts that are out there. If you guys are interested in any guests, let us know. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye.